Welcome to the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero, and one of the great joys of my job is not only meeting new people and learning about their careers and their great accomplishments, but also keeping in touch with friends, and I dare I say old friends. Jeff, I know that you and I have a little gray hair nowadays, but I want to say welcome to Jeff Calhoun. Jeff, you're the executive director of the Mid-Michigan Big Brothers Big Sister. Welcome to our show. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Dick, it's always a pleasure. Well, it's always a pleasure to be with you because you are Mr. Energy, and I just love that brain of yours because there's so many great things going on, but you made a change a little while ago, and it put you into an area where you're serving and living, making a living, doing something that I know you love, and so tell us, what's the role of the MidMichigan Executive Director of Big Brothers Big Sister? Well, that is a loaded question, but one I'll happily respond to. Yeah. Our agency serves seven counties in mid-Michigan, Gratiot, Montcalm, Clare, Gladwin, Roscommon, McCosta, and Osceola. And we have one of the smaller staffs in the state at the moment. So we really back in August when we started, the pipeline was a little bit dry. So we started down in Gratiot County and Alma. I've got some good acquaintances down there and we built a relationship with Alma College, started a lunch buddy program down there. And so really our job right now is building our programs back up. And we're going to get away from the term fundraising, which is a nonprofit term that I understand, but we're going to talk to communities about investing. And in order to have an investment, you've got to have a program built. And we've been pretty remarkable, our team has, over the past six months in building programs. Well, and And Jeff, you know, part of what you've done along the way is it's Big Brothers Big Sisters have been a part of your life. But just to give our audience a little feel for who you are that may not have heard the first time we were together, because you and I met way back in your minor league baseball days, for crying out loud. So you started out in Indiana. You're still an avid Hoosier. And if I'm not mistaken, you're still a little bit of a Green Bay Packer fan. So I don't know how those come together. But tell us about your Hoosier roots and where it all started for you and how you ended up in mid-Michigan in your current role. Sure. I know the segment is short, but yeah, I went to college in Indiana, grew up in South Bend, moved up to to Grand Rapids. Boy, it's a long time ago, but in the early (laughs) 90s, 90, 91, and working for a basketball team there called the Grand Rapids Hoops. Mm -hmm. And I was 25 at the time, and Grand Rapids was a pretty fun place for a 25-year-old to be. Still is. (laughs) Uh, But I knew I I was missing out on some things, and so... I became a big brother for a young man named Michael MacArthur. Michael was five at the time, and 32 years later, we are still connected at the hip. Uh. Actually, over the holidays, I got a little package inside of it. Uh, appropriately had a Green Bay Packer flask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, along with a note that Michael asked me to be the best man in his wedding next fall. <gasps> well, there's some news flash. News film at 11. This is exciting. Congratulations. I'm sure that is a proud moment for you. And of course, some of the growth you've seen and everything else, that was part of the journey that was just incredible. And you went through different business responsibilities and things that I think prepared you 
in a great way for your current role. And so as you think about some of the highlights along the way, I think one of your greatest skills is people. I think you get people and you want to know about people, what makes them tick. I think that's one of your great passions is that. And then I think you've got some great business experience. And one of my fondest memories was when you were the general manager of the Lansing Lugnuts. We had a large employee event going out there. It was about 185 degrees that day, and everybody's sweating, and we're in the sun. And I'm looking up, and there's the main man for the Lugnuts, Jeff Calhoun, and he's over there emptying a trash bin. And I think showing the way for your workers. And that, Jeff, was one of the things that inspired me about you. It wasn't like you pointed and say, somebody needs to do that. You're the kind of guy that grabs the bull by the horns, if you will, and leads the way and gets the job done and won't ask anybody to do anything that you wouldn't do yourself. And so you've come through all that business and have arrived into, quote, the nonprofit world. And my gosh, they've got a tiger by the tail when they got you there. And you started and took this position in August, I think it was, of 2023, yes? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and so off we go, and some great things are happening from there. Well, I don't... We have so much we've got to cover, and I don't have enough time in this segment. So, Jeff, I'm going to pull up there and take a break and pay a few bills right now with some messages. But we'll be right back here on the Leadership Lowdown with Jeff Calhoun. He is the Mid-Michigan Big Brothers, Big Sisters Executive Director doing great things. And we're going to hear all about it right after these messages on the Michigan Business Network. Place keeps changing, and successful companies recognize and embrace change through choice, adaptability, and innovation. DBI offers affordable furniture solutions for countless workspace options that will enhance the performance of your people and organization. DBI helps customers reach their workplace goals from improving worker effectiveness and innovation to brand expression. DBI is your office furniture partner. Learn more at dbiguess.com. And we're back right here on the Leadership Lowdown. I'm so excited to talk to Jeff Calhoun. He is a longtime friend of mine and somebody that I've learned so much from and have a chance to have with us here on the Michigan Business Network. Jeff, you've taken over this new role as Executive Director of the Mid-Michigan Big Brothers Big Sisters organization. But, you know, Jeff, before we get too far into in-depth in some of that role and responsibility, I just want to say... I personally have marveled at your career. And the reason why I say that is because I've watched you. You've taken on minor league, whether it was basketball, minor league baseball, you were in insurance people business for a while. You went and got involved with the university in central Michigan. And now you're over here at Big Brothers Big Sisters. 
for a guy like me that spent 37 years with a single organization, I look at you and think about how you've made a difference in every single spot that you've went to. And I just wonder if there's other people that are thinking about their careers and pondering making moves. You've gone into making moves that are dynamically different than things that you were doing. And so tell me, how do you evaluate that? How do you summons the courage to make those decisions? And what motivates you? Give us some insight on making those career moves because they've all been spectacular for you. I think your question will be much better than the answer. Uh, (laughs) I know you don't like talking about Jeff Calhoun, but he's one of my favorite subjects, so let it fly. In my life, I enjoy being part of people, like you said. So that's always the first thought that goes through my brain is, do I enjoy this group of people? But wherever I've been, I kind of like being part of starting things up, even if it's for a well-established company like Farm Bureau. How do we take what we're doing and maybe add some new thought or different perspective? Mm -hmm. And then when that happens, and we may get things up and going, there comes a point in time where my skills are no longer required or probably valued, meaning we kind of get something going. And then, you know, I had the pleasure of being with the lug nuts for about 10 years, Farm Bureau for about five, Central Michigan University for 12. And if things go well with Big Brothers, Big Sisters, I can see me running across the finish line into the journey of the non-working anymore. (laughs) There you go. But I just always enjoy opportunities when it's with the right people. And it seems like, you know, that 10-year mark is about my number where we try to leave things hopefully better than we found them. I'm blessed to have relationships. Every job that I've ever been at with all of my former bosses and co-workers and so I don't think we've left too many spots in bad shape oh not at all and Jeff you know listen what I think I just heard was that as you start thinking about making that career change it isn't because you got the itch or you got bored or whatever but you started looking at the new opportunity and the what-ifs And I think what I heard you say is that, tell me about my opportunity to be engaged with people, because that truly is one of your skill sets. So in your heart, you wanted to be engaged with people. And that was kind of the uppermost element in terms of that new position you were headed for. And then you wanted to know, am I going to be with the right people? Meaning the people that I'm going to be around, are we like-minded or are we at least have similar pillars of integrity, pillars of credibility, and focus on where we want to go in that regard. And then finally, I think what you shared was that, are there elements where I could bring and add something that might be a new perspective? So I think those are three really pretty big hitters for you. And you know, that's one of the things that I think has been an intriguing lesson that I've learned from you is the perspective that you bring. So when you look at something and you do the what if, tell me about that. Is that come natural or did somebody give you that? How do you look at something with such a creative mind and see something different? 
I've been around great people my whole life. And unless you're trying to save a life, I've not applied recently to be a surgeon, right? <laughs> right. That's not in my skills. And let's face it, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. But as we you know, look at non-certified required jobs or non-accounting you know, or surgery or any of those types of things, all the rest of these opportunities are people. Mm, yeah. And so when you look at people and you try to figure out to your question, you know, do we fit? Do we have the same value set? What's the big opportunity? You know, what are we best at? That's one of the questions that I asked you at Farm Bureau. What are we best at? And those are the types of things where, as you find out, in my current position now, the board, I love them to death. You know, these are non-paid business leaders in their communities. And so that's who I report to is the board. And it was a great conversation that we had. They were open about the opportunity that existed, about the need that existed, And we had a great conversation. So once we start there, you know, one of the things when I was at CMU, almost every college student these days, if you ask them, what are the three most important things that you're looking for from your job? First of all, most of them have never thought about that. But once we start to have that conversation, they bring up the term culture. Mm. And I'll ask them, well, what is that? And Many of the times they're looking for this utopian type culture. I'm like, if a company's bad, it's going to be all over social media these days. Oh, yeah. There's just no way out. You're exactly right. And so many times that's some of the things that we manage and sometimes can't manage. But, Jeff, we're going to have to take a quick break. And I want to hear more about your thoughts there because that is such an important part about how we lead organizations, building the culture and building the image that we want to have, not the one we have. So we'll be right back with these messages after we have a chance to uh, hear from our sponsors and to hear more from Jeff Gallery. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. And we're back right here on the Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero, and of course, I have the amazing, sorry, Jeff, I'm going to throw that adjective at you, the amazing Jeff Calhoun. He's the executive director for Big Brothers Big Sisters, doing great things, changing people's trajectory, and doing super work with young people and with his volunteers and board and everything else. Well, Jeff, you talked in that last segment about culture and some of the challenges there, that is truly one of the toughest things to change as you and I worked together years ago. That was some of the challenges that we tried to bite off and go in a different direction. Tell me, is it different in volunteer work, nonprofits? Is it the same? Is it, it's all about people? Tell me your thoughts. Yeah, I've not worked with any AI robots yet, so (laughs) it's all humans. Yeah. And You know, one of the things that we were talking about in the last segment that I talked with students about, and again, this is just my opinion, but 
you may agree or disagree. Culture, when you're working, however many hours a week you're working, it's who you report to. That's your culture. Obviously, you've got teammates around you. But if you and I had the same job in the same company, 50 yards down the hall, reporting to different people, we would have a different culture, period. And so as we go into that, that's one of the biggest things that I always talk with college students about is focus less on the company. I mean, you may have companies that you're interested in, but who you are talking with in those interviews that's your culture. Ooh, wow, that's uh, so good. make sure that you have the questions for them that can help you figure out what's most important to you. Well, and Jeff, what I think you just did there is that for people that are listening in, I think you just, correct me if I'm wrong, but it felt like you just said you're in charge of your own culture. Because so many times people work in organizations and they say, I just don't like the way our culture is or the way things are around here. But yet they'll tolerate gossiping with another coworker and kibitzing about how negative somebody else is or complaining about this, complaining about that. Not really realizing what you just pointed out, that they're adding to the culture that they're swimming in, right? Period. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's as simple as that. And, you know, again, one thing I was always more of than every college student that I worked with was old. I was more old than them. And so I was able to share some of those experiences that I've had. And yeah, if you're going to have a partner known as a boss, you better make sure that you both are in the same boat together and have some different skill sets, obviously, but from a vision standpoint. Well, and I just love that because one of the things that I've always felt was important, and I think, Jeff, you helped maybe teach me this, but it's always about finding purpose in your work. And so I remember one time you had me talk with some of your employees at the Lansing team, the Lugnuts, and my whole point was, is that do you realize the important work that you do? And some of them are like shrugging, I sling hot dogs. What's this guy talking about? But it's putting a smile on somebody's face that might have spent, maybe they've saved all summer long for that one ball game they're going to go to. Maybe they're coming there with their son who they have a razor thin relationship with. And that night with their son or daughter is an opportunity for them to maybe grow a little closer. Maybe it's a marriage that's in peril. Maybe it's somebody that's dying from a cancer diagnosis and all they want to do is get relief for that. Whatever it is, that employee that's greeting them coming through that gate, that's their opportunity to lift them and encourage them. And the same can be said, finding purpose in what you do. And Jeff, that's one of the reasons why when you took the job as Big Brother's Big Sister Executive Director, I thought, oh, Man, are they lucky to have somebody that has a passion for the organization, that loves people, and will pour everything he's got into them. And Jeff, that had to be one of the determining factors that brought you to MidMichigan Big Brothers Big Sisters. Would you agree? 100%. Yeah. I know the impact that it's had in my life, and that's one of the things that doesn't get talked about a lot is so many times you hear how many children are in need of a mentor. Mm -hmm. The part that doesn't really get talked about a lot is the impact that it has on the mentor. Frequently, (laughs) the mentor is getting mentored. And so, yeah, you're exactly right. It felt like the right time, the right place, the right opportunity, and I couldn't be happier. Well, and just as you pointed out earlier, your 
Do you still call them littles when you get assigned as a big brother? You've got a little brother, is that right? Or a little sister? So do we yeah, still call them yeah. littles? I've heard that term before. But I think the whole point is when you got assigned Michael as your little, all of a sudden you're learning, you're understanding, you're trying to go along. But you inherited, if you will, all of the wonderful elements of his family. You inherited some of his family members that are all part of his life and you're a part of their life. And now, what, 30-some years later, the story continues to unfold. That is a very rich powerful payday and something that volunteers need to consider. You don't get a check, but boy, do you get something that's priceless. And that's really pretty exciting. And Jeff, you being with us today is pretty priceless. We're going to take a quick break here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero with Jeff Calhoun. We'll be right back. For something to grow, it takes time, like the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit, because frequent watering of your houseplants may be recommended. Now can we get a new roof? Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. And we're back right here on the Leadership Lowdown with Jeff Calhoun. He's the executive director of the Mid-Michigan Big Brothers, Big Sisters organization. And Jeff, you know, one of the challenges that I've seen, we've got a long history of Big Brothers in my family. My wife used to work for Big Brothers, Big Sisters years ago with a beautiful lady by the name of Sandy Goodrow out in Carroll, Michigan, where she took on some of the actions out there in the thumb. And then my son has become a big brother for a beautiful young man here in town, which is exciting. And so, Jeff, knowing you, you don't go at it slow and easy. But when you're going to jump on this big horse, you make the decision. What felt like the starting point for you? Where did it feel like, all right, here's how we're going to get some traction? Anything come to mind? Absolutely. I had the pleasure uh, of accepting this job in the summertime, and I was at CMU, and they had asked me to stay for a month. And so I happily did have a great relationship with those folks. So in that month and in doing some homework within the seven counties, it was clear that we needed to grow and create programming. So I had shared with our board that unless they disagreed, we were going to start with one child in one school, in one town, in one county. And that was going to be Alma in Gratiot County. And on my first day, I had meetings set up already with the vice president of student affairs at Alma College, who was a former colleague of mine at CMU. And we got off and running. As everyone who may be listening knows, there's a term called pipeline. And we didn't have one. So we had to create the pipe. Right. Before we had the pipeline. And so then I had a meeting with the superintendent of Alma Public Schools, and we got partnered up with Dr. Kanawalo at Pine Avenue Elementary School. And over the subsequent months, 
we have made over 30 matches in that school with mm-hmm. their lunch buddy program and after school program. And that number alone over doubled the size of our agency in a three month period. That is incredible because I know matches are a big thing. And in many big brothers, big sisters locations around the country, there's a number of young people that are going without matches because there's not enough volunteers to go around. So, Jeff, that alone right there is a major success. And really, it sounds fairly simple. Being a lunch buddy, man, first of all, it surrounds starts with food, so I'm kind of in. So <laughs> tell me what being a lunch buddy, how does that work? You bet. So first you partner with the school. And in our case, they ask, you know, what are we looking for? And my quote is, we're looking for a badass principal, somebody who has their school in order. And not all schools do. And that doesn't make them bad. But there's transition that takes place in schools just like there is in business. And so we need a principal with usually a counselor and then their admin. And so as we do that, we create these programs. And all schools are a little bit different based on their lunch periods. Most of them have lunch periods that are backed up to recess that go about 45 minutes. And so in our agency, what you do is you go through the, I'm trying to figure out the easiest, an application, an interview, background check, a reference check, all those things, because child safety is number one. But then you pick one day a week and you meet with your lunch buddy on that day during their lunch period and recess once a week. Right there at the school with all the other kids around? Is that the way that works? Well, it depends on the school. Okay, uh, got it. Case, and also the match. Some of the times the kids want to show off their lunch buddy. Right? I would bet, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, whether it's recess, where it's with everybody, but then our school, Pine Avenue, they're not using the library during that time. We've worked with the Kiwanis Club up there. They got us a bunch of board games and card games for people to play while they eat their lunch in the library. And so, yeah, each school is a little bit different, but it's a great program. And we just had letters of recommendation written for a grant that we just signed up for. And, well, they choked me up, the impact that they're already seeing at their school with their students who are part of this program. Isn't that incredible? Well, and so I think it's so interesting. And to me, what you just shared is that rather than so many people come in as new leadership roles and they immediately take on sometimes more than they can handle trying to make a big impact. And here what you did is you boil it all down to say, no, it's going to begin with a single step, a single student town and everything else. You boiled it right down and look at the tremendous success that you had. So I think there's a lesson to be learned there, Jeff, about the power of understanding the nucleus of the problem and the opportunity and then really focusing on that. And what it sounds to me like, Jeff, is that you built some excellence from the get-go at that one spot, and you can duplicate that around the mid-Michigan area and all over the state doing some great things. And I commend you on that. I'm excited to learn more, and we're going to take a quick break here. But, Jeff, the ripple effect that you're creating in students and young people's lives is powerful and something that we're all grateful for and thankful for your time that you joined us today here on the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back.
The Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together. We're having some great work being done right here with Jeff Calhoun, the executive director of Mid-Michigan's Big Brothers, Big Sisters organization. And Jeff, in our last segment, we talked about the humble beginnings of your start and some great effective results that are going on. But tell me, you know, a lot of times there's pressure on leaders to do the big grandiose plan and the major throw the big levers and do all these great things. So tell me, I think in your mind, it started, we're going to start step by step and keep our head down and not get too full of ourselves. Give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, you said it well. With Big Brothers Big Sisters, as with many organizations, there's a requirement to have a five-year strategic plan in place. Our current one expired in 2023. But we talked about that as part of my first six months. And I said to the board, I feel like I would be unethical if I were to write a five-year plan right now. We're growing this from scratch, by Mm. and large. And what I propose is a 12 to 18-month introduction to a five-year plan that we review each six months and adjust accordingly, because I'd rather have it be accurate for the final three and a half years rather than speculation from the beginning. And I think what's interesting is, look, Jeff, that's one thing that I think you have always done and you've been honest. And I think you've also been bold. And sometimes that can create some challenges for people because, wait a minute, you didn't tell me what I want to hear because they just hired you and we need a five-year plan. Jeff, go make a five-year plan. And you just told your leadership team, that's not the greatest idea moving forward. So I want you to spend just a second with me on doing some of those bold things, Jeff. Tell me, does that sometimes create challenges for you when you're dealing with leaders that are going a different direction and all of a sudden they, what just happened there? Because you kind of told them something that they just thought, well, we just hired you. Isn't that what you're going to (laughs) do? Right? So you have some thoughts on that? Well, in in this case, that sounded much more dramatic than it really was. In conversations with them, that made a lot of sense to them. And so, especially the way that we were going to go about it. But certainly there are times where uh, I think people use the term conflict, and it doesn't have to be confrontational. But having discussions on how do we get better together certainly is a valuable tool for organizations to be able to embrace. Well, and that's a great point, Jeff, because, you know, uh, I never get close to power tools. My wife won't let me. But I remember my dad years ago had a grinder in the basement. And rather than taking a knife, a butcher knife or whatever, he'd take it downstairs. He'd use the grinder. There'd be sparks flying. This thing would be a loud motor rolling. And I'd just sit there and watch it because it was so cool to watch. It looked like a little fireworks show. But the reason why I say that is because to make that knife as absolutely effective and really sharp, 
there was some sparks flying, noise being made, and some heat and structure that was getting ground against. And Jeff, a little bit of that takes place when you're trying to build organizations, right? Absolutely. I've got four teammates that inherited me on August 7th, and they had some great ideas, and they are still great ideas, but we talked about the vision that we've kind of laid out with one child in one school in one town in one county in the most frequently used term in our staff meetings for the first month was squirrel. (laughs) If we all agree on this plan and here's a way to go about it, there are a lot of great ideas that might not be relevant at this point. Mm -hmm. So we kind of sharpened our tool by trying to get really good at one thing together and that was creating these lunch buddy programs which i shared a little bit about what's going on down in alma and once we got that going and we were as bad i'm going to say me i was as bad as i'll ever be in those meetings i would get asked questions i'd say i have no idea of the answer i'll get it for you in 24 hours but then as we walk through that process down there we've now got a lunch buddy program that has launched in greenville and we've got a lunch buddy program that has launched up in houghton lake and we're working with farwell schools and gladwin schools and so as you know vic in life once you kind of start getting testimonials because it doesn't matter what you say about yourself it matters what other mm. people say about Absolutely. you and so now we've got the boat in the water and we're starting to make some waves yeah and boy isn't it something because you know so many times you start looking for trying to make some motion and i think you said something there that i think is really important and i don't have a lot of time in this segment yet but i just wanted to put an exclamation point on it because a lot of times people in a leadership role will oftentimes be asked a question and because they're the leader they feel they have to give an answer. And you just said, I have no idea, but I'll get you an answer in 24 hours. That is 10 times more effective than trying to fake it and make it up. Can you react to that for me? Well, that was my most frequently used phrase other than squirrel as I was trying to build some of these programs with these schools and told them, well, we're not good at this yet because we've never done it, but we'll get great if you're willing to take this journey with us and We're doing okay. Yeah, and I just love it. And I think that's the whole point, being honest, being fair. But the most important thing is I'll get you the answer. I just don't know. And let me get right back with you. And I think that can also circle back and have a much more effective and developed discussion because now you've got the answer and they can maybe flesh out some of their concerns and boom, great things happen. Well, Jeff, great things are happening right here on the Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network because you're with us here today. And thanks to our audience, you're here too. We'll be right back with our final segment. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. And we've got our final segment right here with Jeff Calhoun. He's the executive director of Big Brothers Big Sister for the Mid-Michigan area. And you know, Jeff, early on, you know, every nonprofit organization always ends up with the quote fundraising scenario. And you have a little different take on that because you believe there should be 
discussion and conversation about investments. So give me your breakdown on that, if you would, please. Absolutely. All seven counties that we work with, and they're not different than many of the other counties throughout the state, you've got folks in those communities that have finite resources. And for them to invest in something is for something that they believe in. Now, we also have uh, different galas and things throughout the year of which the community can come to and we have auctions and things of that nature. So raising funds is clearly part of what we have to do. But for sustainable progress, I want our counties to be proud of what we're doing so they invest in it and creating those types of opportunities. One of the things we're working on in Greenville right now, and it's not done yet, but we've created an investment team of local business leaders, and we're asking them for their ideas on how we can best have the community invest in our program. And they've come up with some great concepts that, you know, it's a celebrity server type thing. But ultimately what happens is those people are bought in then, and then they go sell their table. So investment of time and resources is something that we're really working on building that many organizations may already have. Yeah. And well, you know, Jeff, the other thing is that I think being around your organization and being around you specifically is it's an inspiration. And it's one of those things where, look, along life's journey, if you can leave a ripple effect that creates great outcomes for years to come, there's probably not another organization that I can think of that has that potential other than this one. And I think about people that might be inspired to say, you know, I could probably be a lunch buddy. I'd like to give. I'd like to invest. I'd like to be interested. So how do we get connected? Because Big Brothers is a big thing. Is it in all of our counties throughout the state? It's not. It's not. There are many counties that may not have it, and for various reasons that, that go on. For example, Grand Rapids does not have a Big Brothers Big Sisters <gasps> affiliate. Wow. There are other sorts of mentoring opportunities over there. But one of the things, if I were part of your audience listening, I always try to think of who's on the other end of the line. Uh, I would just type in Michigan BBBS. And then when you do that Google search, there'll be agencies that pop up and you can likely find the one that is closest to you. Oh, very good. And that connects there. And again, because it begins with little steps, because I think that's what you've inspired me on this whole thing is really get really good at one thing was the one thing I heard you mentioned. And how can we get off and get launched in that direction? And so even if I was, you've got a rich 30 plus year history with this organization, tell me If I was sitting on the outside, never been involved before, give me the two or three things that you would say, this is probably the best step forward that would be that one good thing or the one little thing that you could get started with to see if it's the right thing for you. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, you bet. First and foremost, I would just call my local agency. Lots of times people will go online. There's an application that takes 20, 25 minutes to fill out. I wouldn't do that. I'd call my local agency and find out what type of offerings they had. Not all agencies have lunch buddy programs. I think they're starting to become a little more common now. That's just the path that we chose to take. But yeah, I'd call and say, hey, I'm interested. That way you're speaking to a human being and you can ask the questions that you think would be most appropriate for you. And, you know, things like time commitment. How do I do this? It takes about 
two weeks to onboard a new volunteer from the interviews and the applications and the follow-ups with background checks and things of that nature. So it's not a time-consuming process, but yeah, find out what type of programs your local agency has going on and if one might fit into your schedule. Well, Jeff, look at my friend, you are an inspiration to me personally. I love the way that you think and you operate. You are truly in my mind, <laughs> a legend, but I'll let that go. I have no need to get to go beyond that because I know you're just a humble servant trying to do a good thing. And so you are doing a good thing, Jeff. And I just want to say on our public airways here that thank you. Thank you for leading. Thank you for believing. And thank you for creating the ripple effect that truly will last for generations and for what you've done. It's truly remarkable. You are extraordinary. And I just want to personally say thank you. Well, Vic, that is flattering, but it's meeting people like you throughout my life that helps me see life a little bit differently. So that's been valuable uh, for me as well. Well, and so we're going to look for great things. I'm going to keep paying attention to what's going on in the mid-Michigan area with Big Brothers Big Sister and with Jeff Calhoun. He's the executive director and someone I like to call a friend. And I'm so grateful for his time, grateful for your time, that you took the time out of your busy schedule to listen in to the Michigan Business Network and join us right here on the Leadership Lowdown. I can't wait to talk to you next time. Yeah.